So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now for the review of the day, five-star review from Kale from Minnesota. I don't know if I've ever had some Kale from Minnesota, but oh, Kale is her name. So that's good. I don't know where the Kale is that I eat, but anyways, okay. So five-star review, the real deal for those of you that do not know Pat before this podcast, he's a real deal. I first heard him back on Howard Britton's Star Power tape. Yes, a tape, cassette tape. And I listened to his interview more than 10 times. He was an incredible agent that had his act together, closing a ton of deals and keeping a balanced life. I very much appreciate your podcast, Pat. Kale Hassan from Minnesota. There you go. Kale, thank you for the five-star review. And thanks for following me since back in the day. Yes, that's a great tape. And I still have that tape I have multiple copies of that tape. Uh, hopefully, my kids will know how, grandkids will know how to play it someday. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one star review if you want, or a five star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, uh, we got a great guest coming from Atlanta, Georgia. Mr. Matt Hermes is on the line, and uh, Matt is getting the goods in Atlanta and doing a lot of things. We're going to get deep today. We're going to talk about farming. We're going to talk about listing. Uh, we're going to talk about making it back from the brink. We're going to talk about alcoholism. We're going to talk about all kinds of uh, interesting stuff, but mainly we're going to talk about real estate sales and how to do more. Mr. Matt, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Man, thank you, Pat. I appreciate it, and uh, it's an absolute honor to be on on the uh, the podcast. So thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure, uh, Matt. Why don't you kind of tell everybody a little bit about yourself so they could get to know you better? Sure. So I've been in the Atlanta area for uh, eighteen years. My wife and I. Adopted two kids in July, July 5th of 2000. Um, we were living in Charlotte at the time and they were four months and 15 months old. We found out we were pregnant right before we left to the, uh, go to the Ukraine. Had a biological child six months later. So we went from zero to three kids in six months and didn't have any family in, in Charlotte. So we decided to move down to Atlanta. So we've been here for since March of 2001 and, and we love it. We have our kids have grown up in the neighborhood, basically the same neighborhood. We've been in five different, yeah, you know, five different houses in the same neighborhood. But uh, there's more to that. <laughs> there's more to that story. But man, we have grown a real estate business. Uh, I would not trade my life for anything. We're we're happy and blessed. My background prior to real estate, I was in material handling, so selling anything that would go into a warehouse, from forklifts to pallet rack, conveyor systems. And prior to that, I was a uh, teaching and playing golf professional. Wow. 
Incredible. So many questions out of there. What? Let's get to some flagship stuff here. Let's get to some nitty gritty first. First of all, how many houses, Matt, have you sold in the last uh, 12 months? You know, Pat, I, I think it's uh, it's a great question. I think we as, as real estate agents and running teams, we need to know our numbers, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in. <laughs> I think you're referencing 800, but uh, episode 800, guys, if you haven't heard it, uh, listen to that. But uh, what's your what's your numbers, Matt? Let's see. You put your where your mouth is. Over the last over the last 12 months, well, in 20, 2018, we did 163 units for 1.2 million in GCI and right at 45 million in, in volume. This year, we're on pace for probably 50 or 52 million. We're at 27 million uh, closed and another seven. 7.5 and impending. And we're at about uh, just below 100 closings, right at 98 closings. Year to date. Yes. Wow. Yep. And uh, what's your average sale price there in Atlanta? The average sales price is a little lower than ours. It's about 240, 245. This year, we're at 278 with that. But that's actually down. It's, it's been interesting. This calendar year 2019, we're below 300,000. And last year, we were at, I think it was 312, right around in, in there. Wait a minute. So it's been an interesting. So the, the 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 Atlanta Georgia market is like two sixty five, and you're at like three hundred something, roughly. Basically. Yes. Yeah. And and so why are you higher than the industry average there? Well, I think it's it's certainly part of where we are. We're in Gwinnett County, which is the largest county in in Georgia. Uh, we're in the northeast suburb, so we're about forty five minutes northeast of Atlanta, the Atlanta airport, if you will. So that 85 corridor has been growing, growing rapidly over the last 10, 15 years. And with that comes, you know, higher priced homes. So, you know, we're not, you know, there's Atlanta, just like any area is hyper local markets, right? You can have some literally 15 miles for 10 miles from us. They could be average sales price of 500 and then five miles the other way, it's 125. So it's just where we are. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. And so what is your, so your ECI, your ego commission income is 1.5 million. Very good. I'm sure you got some awards for that. What, what was your net profit? Let's talk about that, Matt. Our net profit, we were at 21% last year. And i do, that's a number I don't have off the top of my head right now of where we are uh, year, year, to, year to date. But 21% of one five. So you're pulling in 300 grand basically as a profit, right? I mean, you don't roughly. You, you take commissions or do you just take the 21% as what how Matt gets paid? I'm, I'm taking out commissions as well. Oh, you take out commissions. So how do you take out commissions? Portion of the, the closings that come in, we'll, we'll write out. Every single one? Pretty much every single one. Is that the the twenty one percent, or or or, or if you add it above if you, the twenty one percent? That's above the twenty one. So why, why do you figure it out that way? Why wouldn't you just make it thirty five percent profit and take distributions? Why would you? Make it, prob- it, it probably could, and probably would be an easier way. It's just one of those things that we've done, and you know we've got a you just take a like a, a five hundred bucks per deal or something like that, or a, it's, it's called it's, a salary. How do you do it uh, with a salary? Okay, so what's your salary? I'm around seven fifty a week. So what's that? Three thousand a okay. month. So so there's a right. So another percent basically. So to, yeah, 
Yeah, 2%, 22%. Okay, cool. I got you. All right. So uh, let's talk about your business. What, like, where would you say uh, outside of sphere of influence, what is your biggest source of list, listings? Uh, outside of sphere of influence, it's definitively past clients and referrals. Now you can say that are those sphere of influence? Yeah, that Sometimes. would be sphere of influence. I mean, okay. we're, we're looking at like, because the problem is everybody comes on the show and talks about sphere of influence and we don't want to just have 800 shows where everyone talks about the same thing. So, sure. you know, I always try to look for things that are like different that someone is doing. You know, everybody can get their sphere of influence and we can certainly talk about ways of, of, building spheres and we do on the show plenty of times but i'm just curious like is it uh is it so ours is our farm your farm okay tell me yeah. about your farm yeah. so if you're most people would be familiar with farm but it's a it's a set geographic area that we have identified as our place of business basically that's where we've opened our doors so uh, for me it's the neighborhood and the sub the surrounding subdivisions of a uh, area called hamilton mill which is in decula georgia it's 22,198 homes. The average sales price there is a little higher in the threes. I've lived there for uh, 16 years now, and we have been consistently working that neighborhood every day, really for really the last probably eight or nine years consistently. You know, it's interesting. Prior to that, I was working the farm or, or trying to grow that farm. I let it drop off. Uh, picked it back up in really 2011. And then it, I I got cocky. And for about a year, year and a half, we really stopped doing the things that started to to grow, to grow that business. And we lost some market share. So we picked it back up twofold over the last three years or so. Wow. So to answer your question, it's it's our farm, our, our main core area of where we were. So are you still in the same house that you bought in that farm 16 years ago or you have you moved kind of? No, I've been in where I said five earlier. It's four. We've been in four homes. Four, we've been in the same in the same subdivision. Four homes in the same subdivision. So sometimes you bought, you go on listing appointments and you're like, hmm. I did it once. At that time, it's time to move. Yeah. Yeah. The house that we're in now, <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, we were we were renting the home that we were in previous. I went on an appointment to the home. Loved it. The guy couldn't get, uh, we had an under contract twice. Financing fell through both times. And shame on me. I didn't know this in the beginning or I didn't think about it. He didn't know anything on it. And we were in a position that we'll get into this in a little bit, but I couldn't qualify for a mortgage. And I said, Hey, why don't you do owner financing for me? You know, I'll give you 10, put 10% down. Let's work out, you know, a decent interest rate. We'll do a three year balloon. I knew I could get credit in three years. The worst thing that happens is you're getting 2% above you know, market value on your interest rate. And if I don't pay, then you just foreclose on the house. You get 10% and, and whatever I have paid. So it worked out beautifully. Wow. Okay. Uh, that's really cool. You, Cause you could say, Hey, I've lived here 16 years. And matter of fact, I've lived in four different homes in 16 years. So I know what it's like moving within the neighborhood. I've lived on four different streets, yep. four different models, you know, uh, four different builders, or I'm just making that up, but you could certainly stuff you could say like that. So let's talk about what you are doing exactly on a day-to-day -day basis or a month-to-month -month basis to get listings in your farm so that people listening to this who might live in a neighborhood, because everyone lives in a neighborhood, and not have listings in that neighborhood. 
can say, man, I'm going to do like Matt does and I'm going to build a farm like he has. So on a daily day-to-day basis, I think, well, I know, Pat, it's, you know, my goal, our team's goal is to do anything that we can just to give back fully. Uh, not expecting anything, but making sure that we're always giving back. So if it's being at a spring carnival and sponsoring a spring carnival or or a fall festival, we just signed paperwork today that we're going to sponsor a what's called a Chastain event, which is they bring bands in and they've got bands. So we're going to sponsor that event. So we're always sponsoring things. We are consistently sending two to three postcards out a month to that farm. To 3,000 people. Well, it's, it's, we're, they're being sent out to over five, 5,000, but the concentrated in, in that three, in that three. Yes. Okay. So let's stop there. So basically every 10 days you're sending out a postcard. Right, tell me the size. Tell me what it says. Tell me what color it is. Tell, dumb it down for me. Hey, Kelly, can you or just bring me a couple of postcards that we've sent recently? So the postcards, Pat, sorry. The postcards are, I don't even know because they're my marketing team helps me with them. They're six by six by nine, five and a half by 11. They are always, it's a just listed, just sold coming event that we just are doing. Uh, like for instance, we're doing a movie night in the subdivision that we're sponsoring. So we sent out a postcard about the movie night. Thank you so much. So, so if, so let me just show you this. So the back, here's three of them, right? All right, guys. So if you're so, watching this on YouTube, you can see this. If you're listening on the audio on the podcast, I'll, Try to explain it to you. Hold up one for me, Matt. Let me see. Let me see. Okay. So the, what I'd like to see is the back is always the same. The back is always the same. It says thinking about selling and there's a big giant picture of uh, Matt and his team there. Yep. So everything is on the, on the back. What does it say besides thinking about selling? Just our call for a free home evaluation, our number, our logo. But the key is that we've got about 10 seconds for people to get this from the, from the the mailbox to the recycle Mm -hmm. bin. Okay, yeah. that's it. Yeah, so these things are giant. They're like eight and a half by eleven, twelve, 11, or or they're like seven yeah. inches by eleven or something. And they're basically black with white and and light blue lettering, so they really pop out. And okay, so you're just so the the back message. Yeah, go ahead. The back message is always the same. It always has the same look. If you change it up, if you change one back so is call, red. What is it? A call to action. No, it's not really even a call to action. It's just every time someone sees it, the picture is the same. It's always our team. Then it's always our logo. Then the Keller Williams logo. And then our website on the back. And then the front is, again, the same color scheme. And ours is black, like a royal blue and gray. And then we've got call to actions. It's either, you know, the most important one that we just sent was the most important home that we sell is yours, which is kind of our tagline. So I like that. So. And then others would be, you know, call us for a free home evaluation, or we just listed, just sold the, these homes. So it's always going out. It's, we don't have co-marketing on it. So it's always branded to us and it's just simple, clean. It's, we don't throw up and on And when you mean co-marketing, you mean like you don't put a lender or a title company correct. on some agency. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, that's and correct. And why, why did you choose to do that? We just want every we want everything branded to us, and we want the same look. It just makes it cleaner. It could we could cut our costs down on it if we did that, but we I, we just choose not to. And are you want people to call you? You want them to go online to your website and fill out a form, or both, or what? What do you do? Either or. We've got a phone number and then our website.
tribeofmillionaires.com. Guys, write that down. Rockstar Nation got a free special offer for you. Now, I've just written a book, and it's just been published. Co-authored it with David Osborne, who's been on this show multiple times. If you don't know David, he is one of the top execs at Keller Williams Real Estate, was personally mentored for the last two decades by Gary Keller himself, and he's in all kinds of businesses. His bio and explanation and, and everything is in this book. But anyways, David and I got together. We decided to write a book. We called it Tribe of Millionaires. And I guarantee you, it's going to change your life. To find out more, just go to tribeofmillionaires.com. We're going to give it to you absolutely free. Only thing we ask in return is, of course, number one, you pay the shipping. Not a big deal. But number two, that you go on Amazon and write us a review. We're really looking to get an incredible amount of reviews. And because of that, we're giving this book away for free. Go to tribeofmillionaires.com today. So, like, how many listings do you have now? We're down to probably 17 or 18 right now. Everything that we seem to put on the market just it goes, goes under contract. Really? And, and, and does that include pendings or those are like active? No, that's active. Okay. And then I think we've got four or five going active on Thursday. We always list on Thursdays. Okay. Tell me about that. Number one, from a management perspective, we've got our, my operations manager that handles all the listing input. She knows that her day is dedicated to listing input on that day. So it's not one on Monday, one on Tuesday, one on Friday. Everything is done on Thursday. It's easier for our photographers so that they know when things are going to be scheduled. So we do photos Tuesday or Wednesday of that week for signs going in the yard, you know, all of the pre-marketing material that we do. And from a syndication standpoint, we actually list in four listing services. There's two local listing services in our, in the Atlanta market. Wait, wait, wait a minute. You list in four, is that, do, is, are these MLSs? Yeah. Well, three, M, three MLSs and then Keller Williams has our, our own uh, listing service as well, KWLS. What, what is wrong? What is wrong with that? I mean, that, if that is not a case for a universal MLS, I don't know what. I mean, like, what happens if you do not list? In, first of all, why are there four MLSs? Are they competing against each other? Well, two of them are competing right where we are, which is what's called First Multiple Listing Service and Georgia Multiple Listing Service. So they kind of compete, but we definitively list in those two. And then we have, we're kind of on the border of Athens, Georgia, where University of Georgia is. And we made the decision that we're going to list, they have their own board there and their own listing uh, service there. So we decided we're going to list there as well. Just again- don't people get pissed because they're thinking, oh, look, I'm looking in Athens and you're not in Athens? I mean, is that annoying to the buyer? You know what I mean? Like, oh, this house is, this house is you know, 30 minutes well, away? We, well, they can, but we do list homes in Athens and there's areas that are touching Athens that both FMLS, Georgia MLS, and Athens MLS all cover. So it's, it's kind of a mess. I mean, Atlanta is, is yeah. kind of... That's very interesting. What? Uh, whatever. All right. So let's talk about things that are going to make uh, the people listening money here. So first, uh, tell me about your team. How do you have your team set up? We've got our listing and buyer agents. Uh, a handful of years ago, I kind of went the, the route of having buyer's agents and listing agents. 
I found that that wasn't uh, the best use of their time resources and things were falling through the cracks. So now each agent on our team, if they know our listing script, has earned the opportunity to work on both buyers and listings. So they can work listings and buyers. So, So tell me, what is your listing script? Tell me what that's about. Our listing script? Yeah, that you mean just scripts? Like if they if they can do a sales presentation professionally? No, our well, what we do is we have our own. You know, we uh, Hermes Realty Group has our own listing presentation. So if the agents, a new agent that comes in, if they can provide that listing presentation to me or to one somebody else on our team, and then do it well, then they've earned the right to go out and present it to the general public. We don't want people just doing all these different listing presentations saying it's they're part of the Hermes right. Realty Group. They right. got to match up. Yeah, they got to match up. And then, of course, there'll be 95% talking about price if you don't train. Well, that's really the first question that you got to ask, right? You, you mean as an agent? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So to give us some secrets on that, on your listing presentation, if you don't mind, people in Tupelo, Mississippi, listen to this. Okay. Hey, I want to upgrade my listing presentation. Like if, what, what, what are a couple things that you have in your listing presentation that help you succeed in beating out other agents and you're training this to your agents to go on listing appointments to use? Well, I think a number, the first thing is that we as agents, we talk too damn much. I mean, we just, we talk too much. We want to talk about how cool we are, how much, you know, business we do. We're number one. Yeah. Uh, I have to make a joke about that somehow. I have to to write something down, but everybody's number one at at something in this game. Yeah. Number one couple that's not married in the (laughs) Reisterstown sub office of Baltimore City. Remax. You know what I mean? It's like everybody's anyways, you get the point. So what do you do besides bragging about yourself? Well, we try not to number one. It's, right. You it's, don't, that's it. You don't, you say, and, hey, and we just, I'm not listen, number one, but, you are. But the first question that I always ask people when I sit down after we've you know done the pleasantries and all that is other than price, is there anything else we need to talk about today? Whoa. Other than price. No, no, no. This is before you give your listing presentation. Of course. So the first thing you're sitting down there, you got your rapport built, right? You've yeah. seen the house and you just mm-hmm. say, other than price, is there anything we need to talk about today? And then you just bite your lip and they're like, well, yeah, I mean, we, we want to be able to see how you compare to the others. Awesome. So Pat, other than being able to see how I compare to others and price, is there anything else we need to talk about? Nope. That's pretty much it. That's it. Yeah. Talk about what separates us and talk about price. We don't need to talk about all the other shit that gets us, excuse me, all the other stuff that gets us in trouble that ultimately can lose a listing appointment. And I'm not there to sit down for an hour and a half, two hours. Mm. I want to be in and out. My time is valuable. So if someone says, no, all I want to know about is price, that's all we're going to talk about. And then we're going to talk about the details of the listing. This is when the sign goes up, this blah, 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 the photos. But we talk too much. We talk about all our fancy marketing and how, you know, our signs are reflective at night and how many websites we're going to do and the open houses, if you choose to do them, all that, all that stuff, which is just crap that they, and most personalities don't want to hear it anyway. So if you just say, I want to hear what you're going to do differently than the next agent I'm going to talk to, or I've already talked to and price in that example, is there anything else to talk about? Mm. Wow. And, and so let's say that I, I said that I said, you know, I, I just want to know how you're going to differentiate yourself from, 
you know, Barnaby Jones and Lumpy Rutherford and, and Sarah McGillicuddy, um, mm-hmm. who I'm, I'm interviewing next after you. Um, awesome. What are you going to say? Okay, so uh, we're going to talk about price. The other people that you're going to interview, is there anything else we need to talk about, Pat? No, no. Tell, tell, okay, tell fantastic. Me. Yeah. So then we get into the presentation, and then always through the presentation, it's when you sign with me, when you list with us, when we get your home sold. It's setting them up. So at the end of the conversation, it's now we're going to sign, sign the listing agreement, get your house on the market today tomorrow, whenever that would be. All right. And um, so um, as Sarah McGillicuddy said the same thing, Matt, and uh, her price was exact same as yours. Mm-hmm. And did you talk about how many homes she sold? Yes. And she said she sold the same amount of houses as you. Okay. So, uh, I mean, taking it off, we could go on and on and on. If you want, we can, we can move down that path. Or, I mean, there's so many different avenues that you can take it, Pat. It's from talking about the team. If she's an individual agent, then the benefits of working with the team. Me, you're working with me, then I'm going to be marketing your home, getting it sold well. So if McGillicuddy has a huge team, you're like, hey, well, here's my cell phone. You can call me direct anytime. If McGillicuddy is an individual agent, you're going to be like, look, you know, would would you rather have, you, you know, the quarterback of the team or would you rather have the entire team tire, you know, green Bay Packers or whatever, you know what I mean? So, yep. yeah. Okay. So you're going to, you're going to, you're going to zig wherever, wherever Sarah zags. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Pat Hyben. And before we jump back into today's content, I want to tell you about an extraordinary offer from an extraordinary company. I'm talking about my Outdesk. If you haven't heard of my Outdesk, basically they are a virtual assistant company, a VA company that specializes in virtual assistance for real estate agents. Yeah, I'm talking about transaction coordinators, marketing assistants. I'm talking about ISAs, inside sales agents at Prospect, thousands and thousands of seller leads and buyer lead follow-ups. I mean, these guys are trained in this stuff specifically. You're not using a company that doesn't know or understand real estate sales. Four out of five of the top teams in the U.S. use my Outdesk for their virtual assistants. And because I know the owner, Daniel Ramsey, I've known him for over a decade, and I know how awesome and incredible this company is and how it saves agents thousands and thousands of dollars every single week and makes them thousands and thousands of more every single week, we're going to give you a $400 coupon off of your first month of a virtual assistant and give you access and give you a free book entitled Scaling Your Business with Virtual Professionals. So you can like read it and look into it before you decide anything. It's called Scaling Your Business with Virtual Professionals. And you can get it real easy. All you got to do is text the word HIBAN, H-I-B-A-N, to 31996. That's H-I-B-A-N to 31996. And download your free book, Scaling Your Business with Virtual Professionals. And don't forget to mention also that you get a $400 discount, which will give you a coupon for that when you download the book. Thank you, guys. And I hope you enjoy and make a ton of money using my Outdesk.
So, all right. So let's talk about buyers. What's your number one source of buyers these days, you know, besides fear of influence? Probably online lead generation, be it our pay-per-click campaigns that we're running. Open houses are right up there and sign calls. So they're probably those three right in line with each other. Yeah. I mean, you got 17 active listings. I imagine you get sign calls. What are you doing to make sure that your team is getting the leads versus them being deflected over to us, you know, Zillow or, or Trulia or, or Redfin or someone who's paying to snatch them from you? From an online consumer, I don't know that there's anything that you necessarily you can do other than being, you know, proactive online. You know, we do pay a little bit of money to Zillow, not doing much or we're not doing anything with realtor.com, Trulia or homes.com. And I say those are kind of the big four, but really, you know, the, the, our, the bulk of the online lead generation is just through our pay-per-click. Okay. And, and do you, do you put like brochure boxes on your signs and you no, know, we don't, but on, our, on there, what do you do? No, we've got a Google voice number that anytime someone calls that it rings all of our agents on the team at the same time. And then first one to pick up gets that lead. Okay. That's awesome. And then, and then do the agents have to be at the office or does it just kind of ring them all at once on their cell? Ring them all at once on their cell, all at once on their cell phone. Oh, that's awesome. All right, Matt, let's shift gears a little bit here. Uh, Let's talk about a little bit about uh, your story, your, you know, your rise and fall, so to speak. Tell us about that. Man, I don't know where to start there. That's a great question, Matt. You know, I'm, I'm, Pretty much, well, I'm an open book when it comes to a lot of things. And one of them is the challenges, self-inflicted challenges that I, I kind of put upon myself. November 13th of, of 2009, I, I made the decision to, to stop drinking. I, was, I finally realized that I was drinking too much, alcoholic, and, and needed to stop. And, and if I didn't, it was finally made very clear to me that I was going to be alone. My wife was going to leave. She was going to take the three kids. She had every right to. And I, I remember a conversation distinctly. She said that I talked to my mom. I've got a place to go. The kids have a place to go and you're not welcome there. Damn. And she, yeah, she probably said that five or six or 10 or 20 times before. But that, that night was the day that it, it actually stuck and hit, with, and hit home. And I, I finally made the decision that my wife, my kids, and, and really myself, I was, I was more important than the alcohol that I was drinking. I was a, a functioning alcoholic, if that's the right term. I never missed work. I never I got a DUI. I never ran into anything or into, into anybody. I never was abusive to my wife or kids. It was just, I just drank too much. Now, kind of going Back before that, this was in 2009, and you were in the business. I was in the business at that point. That was a pretty crappy time in, in the real estate game. You know, people were losing their houses. There was nobody buying even those houses, and and we were one of them. We were we were flat broke. We didn't have a penny to our name. We had about uh, we were about $250,000 in in liquid debt from uh, medical bills that had piled up from. Our son, who we who we adopted, we I mentioned that earlier, but he's he found out that he's got a very rare genetic bleeding disorder and needed uh, every other week twenty five thousand uh, dollar infusion that was coming out of our pocket that insurance wasn't paying. So you know it was six hundred thousand dollars a year that we needed to somehow figure out. And the wow. worst time, yeah, at that same 
time, my youngest daughter, McLean, who was nine at the time, she lost her eyesight. So we've got the market crashing or crashed. My son having to deal with his stuff, McLean having to deal with her stuff. I'm drinking too much and literally stacks of bills, you know, this high on my desk. And, and it was, it was moving money at some point, you know, at one point I got up, I started working at Costco, you know, from four to four in the morning till nine in the morning, uh, five, six days a week, just to put Christmas presents under the tree and, and pay, you know, it's kind of pay whoever screamed the loudest of, you know, here's 50 bucks, here's 25 bucks. But, you know, Pat, it ultimately got to the point where we lost our house. We lost both of the cars that we had. We lost, you know, I had some nice jewelry and watches that we sold golf carts. We, I mean, I sold anything and everything that I could except my soul to, to just make it. So through that, when I, when I finally made the decision that alcohol was not the most important thing in my life anymore, it's, it wasn't, you know, I'd like to say, Oh man, it was just one day. It just flipped and everything was great and, and wonderful. It wasn't, but you know, looking back on it, it was, it was the best thing for me. I give all the credit to my wife for hanging in there uh, with us, with me, because she, she should have left, but you know, I guess she loved me enough to, to figure this thing out. And my kids are awesome. My daughter who lost her sight, uh, you probably know she's a Paralympian. So she swims for Team USA. Just got back from Germany. She's going to Peru in a, in a couple weeks. Uh, my 19 year old, my 20 year old son is, is doing great. He's still on his medication. It's expensive as hell, but it is what it is. And then I've got a 19 year old daughter who's, you know, is great. So, and my wife through all this, I told her she could retire any, any time she wanted once we got back on our feet and she's been out of work for five years, plays tennis five days a week, man, life is good. But, but I wouldn't wish my past on anybody, but man, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Wow. I mean, that's a true uh, comeback story. You know, I mean, you basically had every reason to drink yourself into the ground and just, you know, give up at that point. I mean, you had been uh, dealt uh, some serious shitty cards one after another. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it it was, it was, you know, they say, uh, you know, things come in threes. Well, I think they came in thirties for us. I mean, <laughs> dude, it was just one thing after another. And, um, you know, I, I look back and it seems like it was, you know, 20 years ago and it's, and we're coming up on my 10 year anniversary of, of not having a, a drink. It seems like forever ago. And then it just seems like yesterday. And I, I hope I never, I hope I never lose that, thought process of being broke. I never want to go, I never want to be broke again. One of the, the kind of driving things, and, and one of the things I'm most proud of is, is you know, being, being a brother in, in Go Abundance. I mean, that kind of sets you a bar that you got to attain to be able to get there, right? Correct, so yeah. It's, you know, this is a path that I'm on. I never, you know, my biggest fear right now is going broke. And it's like, I'll do anything that I need to do, be it working at Costco or busting my ass, at, you know, in the office, if I need to late at night, but it's just, it's not an option. It's not an option. I'm not going to, not going to go back to where I was, but thankfully I was there. I mean, this, literally I am a better person, a better husband, a better business owner, a better father, a better friend than I ever was prior to uh, 2009. And so wow. I'm thankful for that. 
Yeah, at the end of the day, it made you who you are. And like you said, you wouldn't trade it. But uh, man, that had to be stressful. That's incredible. That's inspiring as well. And and, and, and there you stuck with it. Your wife stuck with you and, and, uh, and you got to maintain your, your relationship, your marriage, your family, everything. And, you know, on the end of the day, your kids will look back on it. They won't, they'll just see that they won't even remember it. It'll just be a blimp, you know, to them, to you it was a, a, a major turning point And you certainly took the right turn. Well, you know, well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. But what I like to tell people and, and have the opportunity to, to speak to you or, you know, whoever else will listen is you don't make the things happen right. And out of our control, my son getting sick, my daughter getting sick, the economy, all that stuff's out of our control. It's how we react to it. Mm, um, the alcohol, the alcohol side of things is I will share that with anyone because if I can come out of all of the things that I didn't have control over, and the items that I did have control over, which is the alcohol, and get to where we are today. Dude, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. I am, or the drawer. I have, I have nothing, you know, that is, I'm not a genius in anything, but I just won't give up. And nobody can tell me, well, I can't do it because blank. You know, there's pretty much, we've gone, we've run the whole gamut. Um, and if I can figure this thing out, be it business or life or giving back, which is huge to me and my family and, and our organization, man, that's where it's all at. It, it's, we, got, we, we got one life, you know, live it big, be, you know, enjoy it. Absolutely. Wow. That's, that, that's good stuff. So, so how do you, like all these lessons that you've learned and, and come out the other side, like how do you impart that part of your soul onto uh, the clients that you're working with and, the, and, and your team when you're training your team? How do I, how do I import everything that we, yeah, how do you make that the soul, the soul of your business, you know? Well, the, the way that we operate our business is anything that we can do to give back to our community that has provided so much for us, we're going to do. One of the things that happened to our family and for our family when we were broke was my church on Thanksgiving brought us a Thanksgiving meal, uh, and we would not have been able to have a Thanksgiving meal. So a few years ago, we turned around and we started collecting donations and we give away 150, 200 meals every year to those in need in, in our community. We do, you know, the gift drives for underprivileged kids and underprivileged families. We do any community service type thing that we can think of, we'll do. Pumpkin giveaways. Uh, you know, we've just bought a building. So now we've got a facility here that we can have people here hurricane relief we've driven we're very fortunate and blessed that we our company my company owns our own moving truck so we allow our clients to use that for free and when something crappy happens we rely on our community and our donations and we load it up and we've driven to new orleans we've driven to texas we've driven to florida i met our buddy dan Greve down in florida a couple years ago and we just offload everything we can so it's always giving back. And I said this earlier, it's giving back without the expect, expectation of receiving, but everything comes around full circle. I love that, dude. I love that. That's awesome. And tell me about the building you bought. Like what made you decide to build, buy a building? Why don't you just, you're with Keller Williams. Why don't you just rent space from them? Why'd you decide to go on, kind of go off uh, and, and 
buy your own building and house yourself in there? Well, um, the reason is that our, we talked about our farm earlier. The building that we, that we bought is just outside that. We're right across from an elementary school. It's two miles from my house. Every, we're on a major thoroughfare. So we said, I said, what can we do? How can we boast, most benefit both our team, the people that are working for us, and the community? And this was really the only building. I mean, the place was built in 1950. You know, so in today's standards, it's real old, but everything around us is, is built up. It's new. Atlanta is basically a new city, and where we are is a new city. Everything was built, you know, from 95 to, you know, to today. This place uh, used to be a couple grocery stores. It was a gas station. So it's been around. It's been around the block. So moving in, we're able to be local. We're hyper-local. People drive by. They know where we are. Uh, now they know where, where we are. Where before, we were 20 miles away, and we just were operating out of Keller Williams' office, which was great. But if you have an opportunity and you're blessed with the financial wherewithal, or the financial gifts to be able to, to purchase, man, it just made sense. And it's been the best move. I get my, bring my dog here every day. Our team <laughs> is here all the time. We're right in the community. When we do our- People recognize you. It's kind of like having a sign up all the time in your community. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And, you know, when we do our, our give back stuff, the picnic, the food baskets or the gifts- we had a family last year whose home burn, home got hit by lightning and burned down. We were able to collect items here at our office and be kind of that central, centralized drop-off point that nobody else has. So we're, we are doing everything we can to be the recognized name in real estate in this area. That's awesome. I love it, dude. I love it. Well, listen, Matt, let's, uh, let's wrap this up talking about your free gift. As you know, everybody that comes on the show brings a free gift. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put this – at hybendigital.com backslash Matt Hermes. It's H-E-R-M-E-S, real easy, guys. M-A-T-T-H-E-R-M-E-S. Hybendigital.com backslash Matt Hermes. Matt, what, what's your free gift today, bud? What I'll do, Pat, is I'll share with everybody a kind of a bullet, bullet points uh, checklist of items that they can do to uh, start to grow their farm, their database within that farm and things that they can do inexpensively to be able to start to generate business. Okay. Yep. Great guys. And everybody should print that out and tack it right up in front of you and start building a farm because listings are the name of the game. But now than ever, you want to be like Matt, you want to have 17, 18 listings, if not more, just hanging out there where your agents and, and you more. yourself can start getting yeah, more. Um, always more. And and I can start getting the ad calls directly, start getting the sign calls directly and start working with that. Well, Matt, this has been really fun, buddy. Listen, I will see you at the next uh, GoBundance event, the Tribe for Healthy, Wealthy, Generous Men Who Choose to Lead Epic Lives, me and you. And by the way, guys, if you're listening to this and you're a woman and what I just said, the Tribe for Healthy, Wealthy, Generous Men Who Choose to Lead Epic Lives, Matt and I are in together. We have uh, close to 200 members now. But if you're a woman, we just started GoBundance Women. And you could go to www.com-gobundancewomen. Check that out or just go to gobundance.com. Well, anyways. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, very exciting. So uh, anyways, enough of that sales pitch there, Matt. Thanks so much for coming on. 
Guys, remember, a free gift, hybendigital.com backslash Matt Hermes, or you could go to the Agent Success Toolbox, which could be found on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox, or texting the word toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Matt, this has been a blast, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Have a great day. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger. Yes, the one finger that points at people and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on a million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys. And I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that too. Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.